Bradley Beal is going to Phoenix. What does that mean for the Celtics? Plus, Boston active on the trade market ahead of the draft. And is it possible that Grant Williams is gone in a signing trade? It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day, Monday through Friday, with a free, fresh podcast directly to your device if you open up your, your favorite podcasting app. Click subscribe. This show will show up as soon as I drop a new episode. Watch the show on YouTube as well. Ring the bell, get notified when the video drops. Hop into the comment section. Let me know what you think about the podcast, about everything. Uh, today's show is brought to you by who's it brought to you by prize picks, <laughs> uh, prize picks. First time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com promo code locked on. I'm John Corrales. I used to play. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston sports journal. And today it's all about trades and rumors and stuff like that. Uh, starting off with the Bradley Beal trade in the second segment. We'll talk about how active the Celtics are uh, ahead of this upcoming draft, what they might do with the 35th pick uh, potentially there. And Grant Williams, there are rumors about Grant Williams. Uh, maybe he's being moved. So that's all. That's the layout of the show, which when I click this button here on YouTube, you can see over my shoulder uh, that way. <laughs> I'm learning it. That's the show. So. Uh, let's start off with Bradley Beal being traded. It's reported that the Wizards and the Suns have completed a deal that, well, are in the process of completing a deal that will include Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, a variety of picks, a bunch of second round picks, which by the way, I've been saying are super valuable and the second round picks are going to get the job done here in this deal. Chris Paul is likely to be flipped. This will end up being a three-team deal by the time it's finally announced. So Beal is gone. He's gone out West. And so how does that impact Boston? Well, first of all, I got to say, uh, it goes to what we were saying last week, that Boston isn't interested. Boston shouldn't be interested. Any suggestion that that Boston would have paid a price of uh, Jalen Brown for, for Bradley Beal is outrageous. It didn't take into account anything that the, the wizards were trying to do. And so, yeah, I thought I, I when I suggested a, a, a trade to Miami centered around Kyle Lowry and what I think it was Kyle Lowry and Duncan Robinson uh, or other salaries. It, it was all like salary dump type of stuff. And what the wizards want is to clear space and they're tanking. They're, they're now in the process of, they're tearing it down to build it back up. That's that's where they are. Uh, they they fired their front office. They basically rebuilt their front office. Now they're rebuilding their team. So instead of going to Miami, he went to Phoenix, which is a good thing for Boston because 
as as much as we might say, and people here might say, you know, I see it in the comments all the time. Oh, Bradley Beal is declining and all that stuff. Sure, maybe, but he is coming off of one of his most efficient seasons. He only played 50 games, so that's always going to be the risk with Bradley Beal. But he he still, as a third star in Phoenix, is going to be, I think, there's a potential to be, it's going to be really good. Uh, I don't know what they're going to be defensively, but I, I think that has the potential to be a very high-powered offense. In Miami, and and there are rumors that Damian Lillard could be on Miami's radar. I don't know how they're going to get him, but probably along the same lines. It's going to be a Kyle Lowry uh, salary dump deal. If if Dame wants out of Portland and is looking to land somewhere, uh, Miami could be a place that he might say, hey, you know what? After all of these years are important, let me just go diagonally completely across the country to the furthest possible team away from me and, and go to Miami. And that that could be a, a fun pairing over there. Think about I know a lot of you in the in the comments are are not like you, you're more in, in in make fun of Jimmy Butler mode now, but regardless, that attitude that Jimmy has plus the attitude that Dame has, that's gonna be a team that's is there a more Miami heat culture guy out there not on Miami than Damian Lillard? I don't think so. So that would be an interesting thing to watch. But for now, Miami doesn't gain any new ground next season. I know they just went to the finals. Uh, that was such a, a ridiculous run to the finals. I still don't think that Miami, over the course of 82 games, is going to be uh, all that great. I think they're going to be down in the bottom half of the playoff pick picture. Five, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. I still don't think... From you know November to March, they're going to be uh, they're going to pull the same thing that they pulled in this playoff run. And I'm not taking anything away from their playoff run. It was just a wild, crazy outlier playoff run. Taking away uh, from Miami's ability to get better obviously helps the Celtics. It takes it takes a challenger out of their way. Uh, now it does impact Boston's ability to maybe make a deal because the Suns were inquiring about Malcolm Brogdon and now that's basically off the table. They're done dealing. The thing about this deal for Phoenix is it's, it's basically the last ditch effort at a super team. They're, they're gonna, <laughs> they're going for it. One more time, they've got a, a couple of years. I think they're, they're going to take advantage of what might be the last two years of Kevin Durant in, you know, I think he's under contract for a couple more years. They're going to take advantage of this last little bit of a window and see if they can't use this super team to, to power their way offensively to a championship. I don't know if it's going to work. Uh, Beal, Beal as the number one guy might have run its course, but Beal as the number three behind Devin Booker, who's now you're basically your primary ball handler uh, with Chris Paul gone. Uh, Kevin Durant, obviously there as your main guy and Beal kind of picking up for whatever, doing what he does, but also picking up for whatever lost offensive production, at least scoring wise, that might come from 
uh, Devin Booker being more of a, a facilitator because it's going to, it's going to land on him to be more of a facilitator. So if he, if he sacrifices five points a game, then that's where Bradley Beal comes in and makes that up. So it, it has the potential to be really, really good. Uh, I, I, but they're, they're clearly going for it one last time with the super team before super tax kicks in and, and Hey, you know, more power to them. They, they're not going to have a lot of opportunity to build. So whatever guys they have around, uh, around Durant and Booker and Beal, that's going to be, that's going to be their team, but it's not going to involve Malcolm Brogdon. And I don't know what Miami's going to do if they're going to find a way to get Lillard. Uh, they seem the rumors are that they seem to be hopeful. I, that's going to be that would be an interesting scenario there. It would obviously propel uh, Portland, Miami, to uh, a little bit of a higher like they they would make their push to to move into the top four. Uh, the top obviously Boston is is at the top. With Milwaukee, uh, we'll see what they do. Obviously, there's a lot of moving parts there. Philly is an interesting team. Do they bring Harden back? Can they bring Harden back, or is he off to Houston? That's going to change a lot up there. Cleveland, how how do they react from their disappointing playoffs? Uh, so, all of that stuff is obviously very fluid. We're, we're only in the middle of March, uh, middle of June, so I, I still don't know how these teams are going to be constructed. <laughs> we haven't seen anybody be able to make a, a like a, a signing yet. So Miami could still do something to pivot and get into that, that um, top half of the East. But for now, good news for Boston that Beal is on his way out of the conference. Again, regardless of what you think of Beal individually, in a scenario with other stars, he has the potential to be really, really dangerous because he's the workload is lessened and maybe he can stay healthy. And if he can stay healthy without as much pressure, he becomes super dangerous. He's still only 30 years old. So there, there is that. All right. So if Malcolm Brogdon is out, what's next? That means he's still going to be on the roster for now. Draft night is coming up this week and who knows? We're going to see, uh, if the Celtics can make a move before then, according to multiple reports, they are active. I'll talk about their level of activity next. First, today's show is brought to you by Ibotta. Groceries, school shopping, all that stuff. School shopping is coming around the corner before you know it. Uh, you can get a little something for yourself as well, and you know you're already doing it. So why not get some cash back for it with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash, cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt afterwards when you shop and you get your cash back. It is super easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of the whole shopping trip. Uh, or maybe you your, your cash back can help buy that flight that you've been trying to get. It's summer's vacation season. That can always help. Or maybe you can go to, you can use it to go to like a Red Sox game or whatever team you like, uh, or, or dinner, anything you, you want. Typical basket of groceries is over $50 more expensive by the end of 2022. So 
you could earn two and a half times that in cash back in I with Ibotta, uh, and even more depending on how much you use it. So go to Ibotta.com. You can download the Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, on the Google Play or App Store. Use the code LOCKED. Ibotta is offering you $5 for just trying Ibotta if you use the code LOCKED when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play Store, download the free Ibotta app, use the code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Lockdown's mock draft, Lockdown NBA's mock draft special is here, and it's bigger than ever. Follow the entire first round in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience. Only Lockdown can deliver. All episodes are available right now on the Lockdown NBA Big Board on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh so the Celtics are reportedly active. Our friend Brian Robb from Mass Live uh, got that got word that the Celtics are out there shopping, actively shopping. Brad Stevens doing his job, looking around, seeing what he can get. Obviously, the Celtics are going to try to uh, tinker around the edges. And as, as we have talked about recently, the Celtics are trying to uh, – solidify their their backcourt they're trying to maybe uh fix up their front court a little bit we don't know what the deal is with rob actually tomorrow's show is going to be about robert williams um the celtics are uh very likely going to keep Derek white there's reporting out there yahoo sports jake fisher saying that Derek white is is probably sticking around which is not a surprise he was he was really really good last this past season. So yeah, of course he's going to stick around. He's the absolute perfect Celtic. Uh, I would expect Marcus Smart to stick around because of obviously his history and the Celtics, uh, his defensive ability and all of that stuff. And and the fact is that Malcolm Brogdon played sixty what sixty five games, and that was like the absolute maximum. It seemed like. And as I've said before, the fit just as great a season as he had. He had a really, really good season. It's it was always weird that he and Tatum and Brown just couldn't function together exactly the way we thought that they might. And I do think that the pivot in the style of play and the coaching change at the beginning of the season might have played into that. So here we are, that Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, is probably on his way out. It would seem that he's on his way out. And as I've done on the podcast, I've, I've said it probably on three, four different podcasts at this point. If the Celtics, I, I would expect the Celtics to try to use Brogdon to shore up the front court. You take the Brogdon backcourt piece and you turn it into some kind of front court piece. And then if Grant Williams walks, and I'll get to Grant in a little bit, if Grant walks or they trade him, the Brogdon trade can bring in one of these other uh, front court pieces. Now, I don't know what that front court piece is going to be, who it's going to be. 
uh, I really got to talk about when I talk about pieces, I got to talk about it in terms of human beings. These are actually human beings. I got to stop saying what and start saying who more often. I got to be cognizant of that. Uh, I always feel bad because we get into this mode of, of, of just talking about guys like they're like, like they are chess pieces. Like, okay, I got a Brogdon and I got this uh, Peyton Pritchard here on the shelf. Let's here, take these, take these pieces. Uh, but anyway, I think the Celtics can upgrade their front court with Brogdon. Where does that go? Does it go to Chicago? Do you go to New Orleans? Do you see if Vucevic is available? Do you see if Valanciunas is available? Those guys are, are you know, like Valanciunas in New Orleans. I don't know what New Orleans is going to do. New Orleans has an issue, obviously, with Zion Williamson and my my Wednesday Locked On NBA partner uh, Jake Madison is the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast, and he's he's been saying like they're so pissed off that they they are actually like considering moving Zion after not not playing and and all of the off the court stuff. Uh, I think it's more warning shot, more like hey Zion, he, here's your name in trade rumors. Listen up. And, you know, maybe, maybe you straighten yourself out a little bit and, and maybe that maybe hearing your name in trade rumors, humble, you know, humbles you a little bit, but I don't know what new Orleans is going to do. I don't know what their plan is. And so if, if, uh, Valanciunas is available there and he's, he's got one year left and I think it's at something like 18 million. Uh, if there's, if there's a way to get him, I don't know. But that type of guy that makes a little less than Malcolm Brogdon, you take a one-year flyer, you get his bird rights, and then if if it works, if there's something there that you you know you like and, and it works out, then you can sign him long term or whatever. So I think that there is a possibility that the Celtics in their activity, especially on draft night, can say, we're gonna offer Brogdon. We have other possibilities here. They have the possibility of a sign and trade for Grant Williams in in uh, in July. They could come up with a, the framework of a trade that would be agreed upon before free agency opens. And if Grant Williams is, is open to a sign and trade to, I don't know, pick a team, then that could be part of the facilitation of a, a move there. I, I don't think the Celtics are going to bring back all three guards. I think they're going to try to come up with a cheaper way or a less, a, a more evenly distributed way of building their roster. So it could mean that these two guys are out and one new guy is in and they save a little bit of money or they bring in a guy that's going to be out next season and they try to save a little bit of money that way. I'm I'm still not 100% clear on what the Celtics are going to actually do. Do they want to get under the tax? Do they want to come all the way down below the tax line, which they can? They can. Because the repeater tax is so punitive that they want to, they'll go back to paying the tax next year when Jalen's extension kicks in and, and obviously after that. But if they could duck the tax one year is are they actively looking to do that and hope that 
they don't screw themselves to a point where uh, they've 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 hurt their depth and cost themselves a chance at a championship because they want to save money three years from now. Um, and I'm not saying like the, the saving money down the road. Hey, you know, you don't care. And I've said before, I've said this exact thing before. I know you don't care. And I don't care because it's not my money. But I'm trying to deal with reality. And if the reality is, if the Celtics are going to become massively expensive because of the repeater tax and it's going to shorten the window, would you rather take the chance now by tinkering to a point where hey it's it's going to be not as deep but you're keeping your top 7 guys and you just hey we'll play Sam Hauser more we'll play Muscala more if he sticks around or one of these other guys more Peyton Pritchard more if that's the case I don't know I mean I think the long term ramifications are you break this team up 2 years later, three years later, four years later, because of the repeater, like by the time it kicks in, if you're saving yourself a little bit, if you're, if you're extending this by a few years versus breaking it up in two years, you know what I mean? There's, there's some value to getting under the tax to, um, saving, saving yourself the money now and really going for it after that. I'm just saying that there's an argument there to be made. The Robert Williams sign and trade. Let's let's take a second here. We'll get into the Robert Williams sign and trade and what what the Celtics could be looking for there. Uh, first, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks, daily fantasy made easy. And done right. It's very simple. You pick two to six players uh, and you, you figure out, will they score more or less than their prize picks projection? Prize pick sets the projection and they set it on every sport you watch. Whatever sport it is that you watch, I'm telling you, prize picks has it available. So you pick two to six players, you pick more or less. If you win, you can get up to 25 times your money. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Super easy, safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. And the best part is, it's not you against me and other listeners. It's not you against uh, experts with you know algorithms. And no, it's you and the numbers. So if you get them right, you win. If you get them wrong, you lose. And then you just keep on going from there. Download the Prize Picks app or go to PrizePicks.com and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users, you get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So whatever you deposit up to $100, they will match that exact number with the promo code locked on. So make sure you sign up at prizepicks.com or on the PrizePix app and enter that promo code locked on for that instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Like I said, tomorrow's show is going to be the – we're going to continue with the uh, individual off-season podcasts. It's the Robert Williams podcast. And when we're doing a podcast about Robert Williams, that means i got to get the designated Boston Celtics Robert Williams 
talker guy, Chris Forsberg. Chris Forsberg joins the show tomorrow. So the Celtics are potentially, possibly entertaining the thought of signing and trading Grant Williams. Now, the reason Grant Williams would be into this idea is that it opens up his trade market. It opens up his, I'm sorry, his, his, the potential suitors. If the Celtics are willing to do a sign and trade, if they're not going to sign him. So the scenario goes, Brogdon gets traded for big man X. That big man comes in, uh, the front court becomes Robert Williams, uh, big man to be named later, Al Horford. And oh, by the way, Danilo Gallinari, who opted back in and he's just about ready to go. He's been rehabbing all year long. So theoretically, he will still be part of the the the, uh, the team. I will say that if Boston wants to go a different direction, Brogdon plus Gallinari gets you a big contract or or two decent sized contracts, depending on how they want to go. But regardless, right now your big your your big man rotation can be Rob Al Gallo and. Uh, a player to be named later acquired via the Malcolm Brogdon trade. Then you can use the sign and trade for Grant Williams to, at this point, I think you still have the opportunity. I still have to see what the, what the, what's in and what's out when the final collective bargaining agreement gets released. I think this summer you can still create a traded player exception. So that gives them an opportunity to still make a move at the trade deadline. This is kind of like the last year where they can do some of these things. They can find a way to save some money, to prepare for the new CBA, to get under the super tax and, and avoid all of that stuff next year, still keep the bulk of their rotation intact. Maybe you solve a little bit of a, a crunch with your starting lineup. And, and I don't know how the starting lineup is going to shake out, but do they go with... Rob back in the starting lineup next season. Do you go with Marcus slash Derek White with Jalen Jason uh, and Rob and another big? Do you go double big? Do you go with a a tweener there? Do you go with does Grant Williams stick around? I don't know. Uh, does Gallinari? No, he won't start. Does the new guy that they get start? Uh, lots of possibilities here as, as we start to try to forecast the season, but if the Celtics are entertaining these sign and trades, then, Hey, maybe there's, maybe there's help on the wing. Maybe there's some bench shooting there. Maybe they can, maybe one of these other teams can, I don't know, give the Celtics somebody useful, or maybe it's just draft picks. Maybe the sign and trade is a bunch of second round picks that the Celtics are really going to need to be valuable and they can save cap space and have a bunch of second round picks. I, th I think one thing the Celtics should probably try to do is stock up on second round picks moving forward. I really think the Celtics should make it a, not a focus, but part of Hey, you know, it's like, uh, as you're going shopping, you know, hey, remember, you're just going to pick up a couple of these other little things. If you see, uh, you know, remember, you got to pick up a pack of gum. Remember, you got to pick like pick up a, a second round pick here and there when you can. Uh, 
if you can pick up an extra one because those are going to be super valuable. I, I think with the new CBA, the second round picks, like the Celtics have the 35th pick, that is an incredibly valuable pick to have in the middle of this new CBA because 35, the difference between talent at 25 and 35 is negligible. All of the guys in that, once you basically get past 20, maybe sooner, but once you get past 20, that the next two dozen guys, maybe more, are all similarly talented. The only difference is the end of the first round guys get guaranteed contracts, and the second round guys can become two-way guys, can become uh, multi-year contracts with partial guarantees, with one-year guarantee and a bunch of non-guarantees. You can structure the deals kind of however you want, and it's just so much more valuable. So hey, if the Celtics can swing a few of those picks along the way, save themselves some cap space, if Brogdon gets you your, your big and Grant helps you clear some more space and you you stock up on a few second-round picks, and maybe like maybe that's just maybe that's just the plan. And you lose Brogdon, who's the sixth man of the year, and that sucks. You lose Grant Williams, who before everything happened with with Joe Missoula at the end of the season, I thought Grant was an incredibly valuable piece. I, I like Grant Williams. I think he's a really good player. I don't understand why he's on the, he, he was on the outs. I, I was hoping it was injury related, but okay, so if he's out, if you if you turn those two guys into one useful guy, and maybe the maybe that little sacrificing of depth actually helps the, by it, it helps in like the Miami Heat way, where the guy you're taking away one very talented guy in Malcolm Brogdon, and you're bringing in very uh, specific role players to kind of fill the gap. Maybe those role players uh, actually can do their specific jobs like Gabe Vincent did and uh, Caleb Martin did. And, you know, those, those types of guys, maybe the top end talent, maybe there was, maybe there was so much talent on the roster that it, it was, it was almost too much. And it, it never, the fit was never quite right. You take a couple of those pieces out and it's like, it's like me losing a couple pounds and, oh, the pants fit a little bit better. You know what I mean? So yeah, I understand it's the summer I'm, I'm working on it. The Celtics, by moving Grant Williams, maybe maybe they do get a specific one of those specific guys, and or or maybe they just get draft capital, and it's a financial savings. But I can, I can see this as a possibility. This this is all tracking with how I thought this offseason was going to go. Brogdon potentially out. Grant potentially out. One guy to fill one of those gaps, shore up your front court. You got a back court. If if smart and white are, you know, may, maybe you start one and you bring the other off the bench, and maybe you get a different six man of the year next year. Maybe it's time to put smart back on the bench. Uh, maybe you bring Derek White off the bench. However, you do it, you use more Peyton Pritchard over the course of the regular season and you deal with it. You use more Sam Hauser over the course of the regular season and you deal with it and maybe you're not winning 57 games. Maybe you win 54 games or 50 games and you're a top three, but hell, what the hell you know, you say you want to get home court, but what the hell did home court mean this past season? Nothing. So 
I don't know. I, I feel like there's a, a path, all of these trades and rumors and all of that stuff. I still think the Celtics obviously have a championship potential, have championship potential, but I don't know. I feel like there's the possibility that you, you, you shrink your overall talent a little bit, but by getting guys who just know, Hey, I'm not being six man of the year. I, all I got to do is come out here and shoot. All I got to do is come out here and defend. All my job is to come out and distribute or rebound or do one thing. If a guy knows that that's his one job and he doesn't have to do everything, then, then sometimes that's actually better. Sometimes just having the right role players in the right spots is enough to, to kind of get you through. And the other guys, if you get too many guys that could do too many things, then you fall into the trap of too many guys try to do too many things. It's a weird balance in the NBA because you want as many good players as possible. And then if they're not the right good players, it can be counterproductive. And the Celtics still trying to figure out that balance. Somebody's coming back to the team. Somebody's going out to get that guy, uh, to get a new guy. Whoever it is, the rumors are really starting to fly. With the draft this week, it's who knows what's going to happen. Uh, so I will be on top of it. Uh, like I said, we will continue our individual uh, off-season discussion podcast. Tomorrow's going to be the uh, Robert Williams podcast. Chris Forsberg will be here. As the draft gets closer and rumors are are firing off, I will certainly address those in the podcast. And uh, just so you guys know, like starting next week, Mailbag Mondays. So johncorrales.com slash mailbag, johncorrales.com slash mailbag. That will, uh, that will get you the questions to me. And every Monday for the off season, I will do a mailbag for you and uh, have some fun with it. So do that. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all of that stuff. And now all of you regular listeners, you everydayers, I would love, love, love it. If you share the podcast, tell your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast is right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.